This is the Animals and Visit the Zoo podcast. Today we hear about the elephant and a lot more. Everybody and welcome to another episode, episode number 47 of the Visit the Zoo podcast, and I'm calling it the Animals and the Visit the Zoo podcast for a very good reason, and I'll tell you why in just a minute. First of all, I again would like to welcome you. I am your host, Frederick Fishman, and I'm the author of the 120 book, 120 animal Visit the Zoo series of Kindle books, print books, audiobooks on audible.com the DVD, and of course, this podcast. We have four websites, the first of which is the most important, which is our main website, and that can be found at zooanimals.info. That's plural, zooanimals.info. And my author site is frederickfishman.com. And we have two crowdfunding sites that I hope that you will take a quick look at. And one is Patreon, P-E-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, patreon.com forward slash visit the zoo. And the second one is the crowdfunding site GoFundMe.com, GoFundMe.com forward slash visit dash the dash zoo dash podcast and we have of course our merch sites where we sell our nameplate which is zooswear and we've got t-shirts and a whole bunch of other good stuff with the images we've taken from our books and you can get a quick link to those sites by going back to zooanimals.info and up at the top right you'll see some tabs they'll say zooswear on amazon and zooswear on zazzle And finally, I would like to make a big announcement. And I think, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do it right. This podcast is now available on Amazon Alexa. That's right, your voice-actuated device. The way that you can get it through Alexa is by, if your Alexa is awake, of course, you can say, Alexa... Play Animals Podcast, or you can say, Alexa, open Animals Podcast, or you can say, Alexa, start Animals Podcast. That's why I started off by saying at the very top, you know, welcome to the Animals and Visit the Zoo Podcast. It took a while for me to figure out how to do it, and I had some help with an outside developer, and I really appreciate their efforts. I think that you all know what Amazon Alexa is, but let me just give you a little background. Alexa is that little small device called the Amazon Echo that sits on your desk or nightstand or wherever in the house. It allows you to, through your voice, voice actuate a search for whatever you want, whether it's music or news. I use it as a timer, too, when I'm cooking something. Also to look up information, and you don't have to type anything. All you've got to do is just speak into it and say, Alexa, do this, that, or the other. Or you can say, Alexa, play Animals Podcast, and it'll play for you the latest animals and visit the zoo 
podcast. Alexa's been around for about a little more than a year or two, and they've already sold, Amazon has sold close to 35 million of these Amazon Echo devices. And Amazon really does have control of the market with these devices. 70% of all voice actuated devices, which includes the Amazon Echo and one that's sold by Google and Apple, they got the start on it. So it's growing. It's going to be bigger. It's going to be easier to access. You don't have to touch anything. I've got to just tell the device what you want. And as of 2018, all of the model cars that are coming out, Ford and a few others, will have the Amazon Echo icon on that little screen that sits on the dashboard. So once again, we are now also, besides on iTunes and 12 plus podcasting distribution sites and at our host website at zooanimals.info, we are now on Amazon Alexa. So we've taken care of business, so let's get started. All right, I've got a couple stories here. Uh, hot news stories coming off the line here about the animal world and this one is rather strange but it's from the Delhi Zoo and what they're going to be doing is they're going to install human cages in the famous white tiger enclosure they've got there in case people fall in again. It might sound like a stunt cooked up by animal rights activists, but Delhi Zoo is planning to install cages for humans in hopes that if successful, the idea could be rolled out to wildlife centers across the world. Rather than giving mankind a taste of its own medicine, though, the zoo authorities are trying to provide humans with a safe place to hide in the event that they fall into dangerous enclosures. Well, the only thing I can say about that is they shouldn't be jumping into dangerous enclosures, especially with white tigers. The first cages are to be set in place by the middle of September, which is now, and will eventually cover all four corners of the pit housing Delhi's Zoo Star attraction, its family of white tigers. The idea for the cages comes from a tragic incident in September of 2014 when a young man was mauled to death by a tiger after he fell into the enclosure and became trapped. Police have said that 22-year-old Maksud was drunk at the time and jumped over the fence into the enclosure despite the warnings from a guard. The tranquilizer gun could not be accessed because it was locked away and the zoo's doctor who had the key was not on the premises. Guards tried clapping and shouting to spook a male white tiger, Vijay, who approached the man but could not scare him off. In the 10-minute ordeal that followed, much of which was filmed and photographed by other visitors and posted online, and you can see that, by the way, by going to YouTube, Maksud was repeatedly mauled by the tiger and later succumbed to his injuries. A police report has cleared the zoo of any negligence, but officials have nonetheless kept a range of different emergency items on standby near enclosures in case of future incidents. Government regulations in India stating only doctors can have access to tranquilizer drugs have not been reconsidered. From ropes and ladders to firecrackers, none have felt like enough since the 2014 death, which made headline news around the world, said Renu Singh, director of the zoo. Ultimately, we settled on the idea of human-sized cage, she told the Times of India. We have already commissioned the cages, and the first one could be ready in the next 10 days. Ms. Singh said the cages will have a simple lock mechanism so they can be accessed without training in an emergency. 
The 2014 death was not an isolated incident. Wildlife experts said that there were six occasions in the preceding eight years when visitors entered a tiger enclosure at a zoo in India. While some were attacked, none of the incidents were fatal. As such, they did not receive the same coverage as Maxud's death. So the moral of the story is don't get drunk when you're in the zoo, any zoo, in India or any place else, and jump in with an 800-pound tiger who will maul you. All right, this next story is from KOTV television station in Tulsa, Oklahoma. The Tulsa Zoo will celebrate its 90th year of operation in September. Wow, that's a long time. It all started when Will O'Doolittle was the Tulsa Park superintendent at the time. He proposed the idea of a zoo focused on conservation ideals. Well, there's a man who was ahead of his time. The zoo continues the tradition today with accreditation by the Association of Zoos and Aquariums. AZA Accreditation signifies the Tulsa Zoo is committed to meeting the highest standards in in the zoological profession. Tulsa can be proud of the zoo for maintaining a commitment to the high standards of animal care, for increasing our global contribution to wildlife conservation, and for serving as an education resource in the community, which is exactly what we try to do here. We try to be an education resource. All right, that's our news for today. We're going to come to our three mystery animal sounds where I'm going to play three animal sounds that you can try and guess what these animals are. And later on in the episode, I'll do the big reveal and I'll tell you a little bit about who these animals are and a little bit about. Let's start with the first animal sound. By the way, that is not my stomach. That's an animal sound. All right, let's do animal sound number two. It sounds like the same animal, but it's not. All right, here is mystery animal sound number three. small sound for a big animal and you'll find out why a little bit later in the episode it's animal description time where i will play you a cut from one of the visit the zoo audiobooks available on audible.com and today we're going to hear a little bit about the elephant our next animal on our zoo tour is the largest of all land animals, the elephant. It is 10 to 13 feet in height and weighs in at a whopping 4 tons or 10,000 to 13,000 pounds. Of course, the trunk is what we think of most and it is their most prominent feature. It is used for grasping and drinking. It is interesting that it is also a form of communication. They use it to touch and stroke each other as reassurance. Asian elephants have smaller ears. They help in cooling the elephant from the searing heat of their habitats. Elephants can live 60 to 70 years. Throughout history, elephants have cohabitated with humans. 
sometimes uncomfortably, as more and more of where they live disappears. But elephants have been partners with humans in both war and daily living. Because of their size and tremendous strength, they have been put to work under all types of weather conditions. Today, there are about 1,200 Asian elephants and around 700 African elephants in zoos around the world. That is a little bit about elephants. And let's go back to our animal sounds now. I'm going to mix up the order just a little bit. And let's go with the first sound. Let me see if you can guess what this animal is. And that is a musk ox. And they are a large hoofed mammal found mostly in the northern latitudes of planet Earth. They have a thick coat of fur and they have large horns and they have a strong odor by males that they use to help attract females. They live primarily in Greenland, the Canadian Arctic, and with small populations in Alaska and Scandinavia. They are closely related to sheep and goats, but they are much bigger. They stand about four to five feet at the shoulder. They're about four to six feet long and they weigh about 400 to 900 pounds. Next animal, teed up and ready to go. is the panda and they live in south central china they have black patches over their eyes and ears and across their rotund bodies 99 percent of their diet is bamboo but in captivity they may eat a variety of foods that are included like eggs yams oranges bananas they are the iconic symbol of china and they are found everywhere as that national symbol of China. There are only about two to 3,000 of these panda in the wild, making them vulnerable or endangered. Around the world, they are a zoo favorite, and they're carefully controlled as to who gets a panda by the government of China. All right, now here is our final and our third animal sound. Let's see if you can guess what this animal is. He's got a lot to say, doesn't he? He's the African water buffalo, or known also as the Cape buffalo. They are a large bovine species, and they stand about 3.3 to 5.6 feet at the shoulder. They're about 5.6 to 11 feet long, and they can weigh as much as 500 to 1,000 pounds. They're found in southern and eastern Africa. These buffalo are unpredictable, and they are highly dangerous to humans. They gore and kill over 200 people per year. So, if one shows up on your street, it's best that you stay away. Alright, we come to now our last segment, and that is where I will read a poem. 
Today I've got a poem that was written by the eccentric English poet William Blake. He lived from 1757 to 1827. He had a broad imagination. At age four, he believed that God took him to look out of the window. At age nine, he was walking around the woods near his home in England, and he saw a tree filled with angels, so he had a vivid imagination. Later in life, not surprisingly, he was a nonconformist associated with the radicals of his day. So this poem is called The Tiger, and again, it's by English poet William Blake. Tiger, tiger, burning bright in the forest of the night. What immortal hand or eye could frame thy fearful symmetry? In what distant deeps or skies burnt the fire of thine eyes? On what wings dare he aspire? What the hand dare seize the fire? And what shoulder and what art could twist the sinews of thy heart? And when thy heart began to bear, what dread hand, what dread feet? What the hammer, what the chain, in what furnace was thy brain? What the anvil, what the dread grasp, dare its deadly terrors clasp? When the stars threw down their spears and watered heaven with their tears, did he smile his work to see? Did he who made the lamb make thee? Tiger, tiger, burning bright in the forest of the night, what immortal hand or eye dare frame thy fearful symmetry? episode has just flown by. Can't believe how quickly these go. I really enjoy doing these for you, and I hope you enjoy hearing them. And I want to thank you very much for joining me to this episode number 47 of the Animals and Visit the Zoo podcast. Wherever you listen, whether it is on iTunes or the 12 plus podcast distributors or on our home website at zooanimals.info, please do subscribe, rate, and review. Remember our websites again at zooanimals.info and frederickfishman, F-I-C-H-M-A-N.com. And we hope that we also see you go to our two crowdfunding sites as we continue to grow. And you can go to those two crowdfunding sites by going to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash visit the zoo or GoFundMe.com forward slash visit dash the dash zoo dash podcast. You can also find all of our merch sites for our zoos wear apparel by going to zoosanimals.info and just clicking on the tab at the top for zoos wear at Amazon and zoos wear at Zazzle. So again, thank you very much for joining me. I hope you have a great week and bye for now.